Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. And now on Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru, you're listening to the Music Meets Wine series. Welcome to Wine Talk. Today, Thursday, December 9th, 2010, it's the PM Eastern, and I'm the final group coming July for beautiful As you know, I'll give you call the time there to go. That was one, two, four, six, three, one, three, six, twelve, one, two, three, six, 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 Hey, this is Sly Stallone. You're listening to Stu the Wine Guru on BlackDuckRadio.com. When I'm out making action pictures, I'm listening too. Right now, I'm sipping on a nice Tuscan Red. No actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo. Only celebrity impersonators. Yeah, hi, this is Tony Danza. You listen to Stu the Wine Guru. He's not bad. I'd listen to him every once in a while. You know, drink a Tuscan Red. Try to take down the edge. Pretty good. I like him. Not bad. Oh, yeah, hi, this is uh, John Ratzenberger. When I'm not doing voiceovers for movies or doing commercials, I'm listening to Stu the Wine Guru. I suggest you do the same. No actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo. Only celebrity impersonators. Well, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to take a slow Ah, uh, you hear that? That is rock at its best. Seminal as you recognize. Thing. What was I when I first heard 
Tonight, I'm kicking off my Music Meets Wine series with a rock legend, a drummer extraordinaire, and he happens to put out some great wine, too. His band is responsible for such great songs as what I just played for you, Slow Ride, I Just Want to Make Love to You, Fool for the City. I mean, that's just to name a few. Now, I'll be playing some of these tunes throughout the show. The name of the band that has rocked us for 40 years and going... Foghat, the name of this incredible musician, and now Vintner, Roger Earl, and he'll be with us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions for both Roger and I to info at stewthewineguru.com, or you can tweet me your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter, and I will read them live here on the show. As always, I've opened the chat room up for listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask questions of Roger and myself, and I'll check into the chat room periodically live during the show and get answers for you. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Either. Okay, I know I haven't been in a movie in a while. I got it. It's okay. I've embraced it. But when I'm not being either... I'm listening to Stu, the wine guru. Scott, you'll get your turn, okay? (laughs) No actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo. Just celebrity impersonators. But first, I want to thank the listeners who are following me on Twitter. I love social media. I can talk directly to my listeners and my guests. I'm enjoying the immediacy of the medium. I like the ability to give updates in real time, and my guests are doing the same to promote the show. So thanks to Twitter and social media. Some show notes. My next TV appearance will air in late January, early February. I'll be a guest on the Emmy Award-winning PBS show, Check, Please, South Florida. I'll be kicking off its fifth season, so look for that. I've also been asked to be a guest on the hit CNBC World Show, Wine Portfolio, with host Jody Ness. They're taking on the Miami wine food scene. And I'll be showing them around and where to go, discussing my radio show and the wine industry. 
Taping finished at the end of November, and the show will also air in late January, so check your local listings for that. And I have to say, it was a blast working with them and showing them around Miami and South Beach. There'll be more TV appearances coming up, and I'll let you know via this radio show and Twitter as they happen. So, uh, something else coming up, I'll also be narrating a promotional digital video for multiple Napa Valley wineries. I'll let you know when that is complete. For all of you wanting to know what events I'll be attending so you can meet up with me like my tweeples do on Twitter, January 27th through the 30th, I'll be a media sponsor covering the second annual Key West Food and Wine Festival. Come down, eat some great food, drink some great wine, and be sure definitely to hunt me down and say hi. February 23rd through the 27th, I'll be covering the 10th annual Food Network, South Beach Wine and Food Festival. And I'm still amazed every time I say that, that it's been 10 years, a full decade. Wow. You have to check this event out. It is amazing. All the cool chefs, all the who's who of the wine industry, everybody that wants to be seen and heard and uh, their food eaten from. And I'm going to be there. So check me out. March 18th through the 20th, I'll be reporting on the Boca Bacchanal event. Lots of good stuff happening in the first few months of the year down here in South Florida. So that's the schedule so far. Of course, keep listening here, and I'll keep you posted. Since I'm a media sponsor for the Key West Food and Wine Festival, I've checked out uh, a great deal, worked it out with uh, the festival for my listeners. So now you can purchase tickets and receive a 20% discount. All you have to do, use the code STWG, like Stu the Wine Guru. During the checkout process, keep listening. Follow me on Twitter for more information. Remember, if you have questions, I have answers. So call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me at info at Hey, get into the chat room over here and voice your opinion. This is a no-holds-barred. You have a question, you give it to me, I ask it to Roger, we get some answers. Let me make sure everyone listening knows Roger's website and can go there for more information about him and his great wines. Now, there's two to go to. To learn more about Roger Earl and Foghat Cellars Wines, go to www.foghatcellars.com and find out where you can buy his wines locally in your, in your town or buy them directly from Foghat Cellars. That's the beauty of the Internet. You can sip some wine while you buy some wine. To find out more about the band and touring information, go to www.foghat.net. Let's get some music playing here. Let's get this thing rocking here. I want to hear a little bit more Foghat. All right. Get him on the slide here. Without further ado. Let's bring on my guest for the night. Legendary Fox Rubber. Hello. Oh, man. You're that. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sounds like Jumpy's drinking wine there. Yeah, somebody's somebody's drinking wine there, I think, having a good time. Uh, Sounds yeah, like a Chateau Lafitte 59, I think. I'm not quite sure how well we can hear so I want to hear your voice and we'll some music uh, in between. <laughs> Hi, Stu. How you been? I'm fine. I, I couldn't really hear what you were saying. There was some rock and roll band singing about 59 oh, you know, Chateau Lafitte. Don't you hate when that happens? 
Well, actually, no. Actually, I, ne- I never had a 59, but I had a 1961. And? It was... Unbelievable. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I had it in uh, Cleveland, a place called Swingo's, back in 1975, I think it was, somewhere around there. Um, okay. We had more money than cents at the time. Well, actually, <laughs> if, we had a, if we had a dime, we'd have more money in cents. Anyway, we, we wander into this restaurant, a bunch of, like, Harry's, me and Dave, actually. I'm some Dave. Yeah. And uh, we, we sit down, and they they kind of ignored us for some reason, and then... The waiter came over and we said, can we have a look at the wine list? And he brought it over and then we saw a 61 and Dave and I looked at each other and said, let's get it. I said, all right. So we we order a 61. With that, the sommelier's ears picked up. In fact, you saw them shoot up. Because, I mean, how often do you get a chance to drink wines like that? No, you don't. Probably not not very often. But, you know, being a bunch of sort of rock and rollers, uh, we said, all right. And anyway, prior to this, the sommelier had ignored us and didn't want to know. So now he comes over to us and, like, it was slightly different because now he's going to get to drink a 61 Chateau Lafitte. So I'm watching him and, like, he uncorks it. And just as he's about to pour it into his little ladle around his neck, I snatch the bottle out of his hand and take a swig out the bottle and I say, this is very nice, thank you. We might have another one. <laughs> what? Really? That's Come great. on. I mean, um, rock and rollers, they're absolutely horrible. But, you know, if you're going to be a sommelier and you're going to help people, I think the idea is to be kind and, uh, you know, friendly with them. Absolutely. And anyway. Guy, and did you know who you guys were? I mean, did he find out who you were afterwards? I mean, did, uh, was, was I don't think it made any difference to him. Got it. <laughs> But, but, but the wine was fabulous, and uh, Dave and I uh, recalled that story a number of times. It was uh, that's great. I, actually, I'm a, I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better behaved now in, when I go to restaurants. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the sommelier it is, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, now now I now I have to try and convince them that it'd be a good idea to buy a fog hat wine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I have so you have ima- you can't imagine. Well, let, let me let me take a little backstory here for everybody. Okay. You know, you got to think. First of all, I came from the music biz, so for me, this is like an amazing, amazing uh, thing for me. And so, I, I have a million questions that I thought of, and then okay. I said, okay, I got to get down to uh, less than an hour, so I'm going to give the best questions, and we get the best questions I can get. Yeah, all um, right. Have, we have tweeted. I have a tweet, tweeted questions. I have some email questions that have come in. Uh, I have mock questions. So I may bounce around a little bit, just so you know. We plus we have someone in we have people in the chat room. So I'm gonna I'm gonna field them to you, kind of fast and furious, just so you okay, know. Okay, that, so. that, that'll be fine. And um, I'll try real hard to remember how things were. Um, actually, I'm good with what went on about 20, 30 years ago. What I did two or three days ago is like, uh, I'm not really sure. Let me think about that. <laughs> I'm in the same group there, Roger. Uh, yeah. I'm a couple years younger than you, but I, I, my wife has already told me that she thinks I have Alzheimer's. So, uh, oh, um, no, 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 we don't have that, do we? No, mine, no, I'm just saying for me. I'm not saying you. I'm saying me. Um, yeah, actually, it's a wicked disease. My, um, my father had it. Uh, for about 12 years, so um, oh, we're, not looking, we're not looking, I, but, I, 
but I think if you drink enough red wine, I think it's supposed to help. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. All right. well, let's, let's go with that, Roger. All right, we have something to look forward to anyway. Absolutely. So you know what? I'm going to take a call because I have a call that came in. I always like you know giving some uh, re you know respect and some props to the callers who call in first. Okay, so let me just take let's a call do call. that. Hold on a second. Here we go. Okay. Hi, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? This is Craig. I'm Roger's bass player. <laughs> well, there you back. go. Tell him I want that job with the tin cup around my neck. Uh, uh, we're going to we're going to be getting together in about what about three or four weeks. We're going to start rehearsals yeah. for next year down in Florida. How you doing, Mac? What kind of wine are you drinking at the moment? I'm not. I'm drinking a pomegranate martini. Oh, good uh, for you. Uh, there you hey, go. You know that that's the high life. <laughs> I've got listen, listen, I've got I've got two Foghat players for the price of one. How about that? <laughs> How about that? You know, I'm just sitting, there having, I'm sitting here having a martini, watching my nerve grow. So it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I was going to say. Pretty soon we might have the whole band on here, and then everybody can ask questions of the whole band. Oh, no. <laughs> one by uh, one, no, let's call again. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I was going to say, do you have any questions for, for, for Roger? But, you know, you probably know more about Roger than Roger does. Well, yeah, he might remember more, too. <laughs> there you go. Well, he's a, couple of years, he's a couple of years younger than me, so he has yeah, a few yeah, more brain cells. Dave, you may want to stick around and answer questions for Roger about yeah, that's him. It. There you go. <laughs> Good that's idea. Do try, do try our wine because the wine is really outstanding stuff. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have, and it, it, it's wonderful. I appreciate Dave you calling on it. I really do. No have. problem, Stu. I enjoy it. Thanks. Absolutely. Roger, I'll talk Keep to you listening. later, buddy. See ya. All right. Talk to you later, Mac. Bye. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and and, and, and sit in while you're sipping that martini there, okay? You gotcha. <laughs> that's right. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. So, without further ado, uh, yeah. I love saying that. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so I have – here's my first question. So, okay. so here you are, a rock star. You're playing out in front of thousands. Was it an epiphany that made you say, hmm, you know, I really need to get into the wine business? Uh, no, so, it wasn't an epiphany. What, what was the impetus to get into wine? Well, what happened was, actually, we were playing the Mid-California State Fair uh, about five years ago, I believe. Right. And um, we were doing two shows there, and uh, they were both sold out. And uh, apparently, uh, Steve Rasmussen, um, a well-known winemaker in, out in California, uh, used to be with Tally Vineyards and is now with Sierra Madre, um, came to see us uh, with his partner. And his partner actually said to him, well, Steve was a rock and roll fan anyway. He'd been into the band for a long time. Foghat. Sure. What a great name for uh, a wine. So Steve um, called us up. Uh, actually, he emailed um, our manager, Linda, my wife, brains in the organization, and said, um, you've probably done this already, but would you be interested in um, getting involved in making wine? Uh, with that, we both started sort of giggling furiously and said, Yes, please. What a great idea. And and, and that started a, a beautiful uh, friendship. And Steve uh, is a fantastic uh, winemaker and uh, a terrific person to know and a lot of fun. And um, that's what started it. 
Gotcha. Interesting. And, you know, it's almost like a lark in a sense, you know? Yeah. And uh, we went out. We met Steve. Um, we started talking about it. And we explained to him that we didn't just want to be, uh, you know, put a name on a bottle. We wanted to get involved. Right. We wanted to learn about it. We wanted to actually do stuff. In fact, I remember the first time we set up what was sort of like, a, you know, they were filming some stuff and doing a photo shoot. And we said, no, we want to get our hands dirty. We want to do some picking and, like, learn about this wine business and this wine stuff. Because, I mean, you know, wine was always um, Foghat's uh, choice of beverage uh, <laughs> for a long, long time, as, as long as I can remember. Anyway, uh, right. so, you know, we went picking uh, the, the first time and... Uh, you know, we've done uh, destemming and sorting by hand. Uh, we've done crushing. Uh, you know, right. we've done punching down at various you know stages of uh, the wine, and uh, it's it's terrific. And you know, one other thing I really really enjoy about this is the people that you meet, the farmers especially, sure. who actually grow the fruit. Um, fantastic people and and very knowledgeable. And one of the things I really really like about it is the way they share their knowledge with each other um you know if one one of the growers is is like having success with it with a you know a certain grape or a, a certain type uh, or, or and he'll tell others he'll, he'll let them sure. know like, I'm, I'm i'm and i think that's terrific there's not too many businesses where you share all your secrets willingly in fact Usually, one has to employ somebody that's called a spy, <laughs> but not not in the wine business. It's um, I found that very refreshing, and uh, the farmers, especially the people who actually sort of grow uh, the fruit, the grapes, um, sort of the yeah, terrific people, and uh, uh, I really, really enjoy uh, being involved in it and being part of it. It's, uh, it's terrific. You know, and on that, Roger, I, there was, you know, that was one of the questions I was, or actually kind of a statement I was going to make really uh -huh. was, is that, you know, there's a lot of um, music acts that are getting involved with wine, but just kind of lending their name to the label. And I really have to say my hat's off to you uh, and kudos because you actually learned the process of winemaking. We're hands-on. I applaud you for that. And, um, you know, what, on that note, where do you see – Foghead sellers globally, the global picture, five years from now? Oh, the top of the heap. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, I, no, seriously, though. Um, we're taking it one step at a time. I mean, like our, our latest uh, wine, um, 2008 uh, Chardonnay, I think we only made about 300 cases. And, you know, we're taking it bit, bit by bit. The most important thing for us uh, uh, and especially with myself and with Steve, is that the wine has to be the very, very, very best that we can find and, and, and make. And, and well, Steve has always been that way with everything that he's been involved in. And that's imperative if you're going to sort of, um, you know, start producing and in bottling wine. It's imperative that it be of the very highest quality and class. And most, yeah. so far, so good. But as we all know, it is a live thing, and um, some strange things can happen once it gets in the bottle. In fact, let me give you sure. an example. The very, first, the very first one we bottled was a 2005 uh, cab from 
Paso Robles, that was the first one yes. that I was involved in. I didn't have anything to do with the picking, but I tasted it when it was in the barrels, and um, and Steve and I, that that was our first start. And uh, it tasted delicious. And uh, then they, I, and they said, yes, it's ready for bottling now. And I remember we were out on the West Coast, and he brought um, about half a dozen shiners backstage, you know, that's without the labels and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. really excited and we opened one, and it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> and I said, and I said to Steve, right. "What happened?" He said, well, "It's only been in the bowl about two weeks." He said, "You have to, you have to lay them down and yes. uh, let it settle down." And I said, "Oh, all right." So I packed up the other five bottles. I didn't let anybody else open them, and took them home, laid them down um, in uh, one of the cooler places in the house, and. Uh, about three months later, I went, oh, let me open this baby up. And it was fantastic. So right. it's like, um, you know, I, I, you know, that was something else that I learned about it, that it made it taste, tasted fabulous in the barrels and uh, talking about it. And then the next thing, it was, uh, it was absolutely horrendous. And then it got better and better and better. In fact, the, um, the 2005, I still have a case left which I'm still keeping. I had one about two weeks ago, and it was absolutely delicious. And you sent it to me, by the way, and I tried it, and I have to say I concur. It was okay, it was very, you. very good. Excellent yeah. wine. And I want to tell you this. Wine is the only beverage, and I talked about this. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show uh, some of the shows, the TV shows I'm going to be on. Wine Portfolio, which is one of them, uh, Jody Ness, the host, he and I talked, and we both agreed on this, and this is something that you'll you'll find – anyone that you talk to about wine um, experiences. Wine is the only beverage that you can drink it, uh, open it one time, drink it, it'll taste one way. Drink it with food, it'll taste another way. Mm-hmm. Drink it uh, three weeks later, it'll taste another way. And it's constantly evolving right. uh, taste-wise and characteristic-wise and complexity. So that's the amazing thing about that one beverage that, you know, unlike any other, anything that you drink, water, uh, anything, um, it, it definitely uh, has a life of its own, so to speak. And yeah, that's I, the beauty. I, yeah, it does. In fact, I remember a line from Frankenstein. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when people quote Frankenstein. It's great. <laughs> no, 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 let's not compare Frankenstein to grapes. No, no. Hey, no. Excuse, excuse me, I'm sorry. You've got a rock and roller on the show. <laughs> oh, no, I'm loving it, man. I'm, I say that facetiously. <laughs> I'm with you Actually, on it. With, with those large boots, you could have um, probably crushed a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. no, they don't do that anymore, do they? No, no, not at all. It's all all done with uh, with machines, but but even more efficiently. So yeah. let me ask more questions here. I have some yeah. questions, and then I've got sure. a tweeted question or some stuff in the email. Um, I, I'm debating whether I want to stay on on wine or on music. So let me maybe go to um, music for a second. Okay, it's know- your, sh- your show, Stu. What's that? I said it's your show, Stu. You, you, yeah, pick, you know, you pick I, it. okay. Why not, Roger? Why not? <laughs> what do you attribute to your longevity? I'm sure you've heard this question, but I want to know the answer to this. What do you attribute to your longevity as a really solid rock group? Because you know there are other rock groups out there that have made it. Let's just say, uh, you know, past the 25 years, uh, and, you know, and so forth. 
But in all honesty, they're not relevant anymore. And I really believe you guys are truly relevant. Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, what do I attribute it to? Um, well, basically, it's all about the music and an attitude that you have. I mean, we lost um, our lead singer, uh, Lonesome Dave, and our guitar player left the band in, back in 1980, though he did come back for a short while. It's really about the music and like your attitude. Um, I've always had a passion for music ever since... Uh, I was a kid when I first started buying records, you know, Elvis Presley and Jerry sure. Lee Lewis and uh, Little Richard, Chuck Berry and uh, Johnny Cash. You know, I mean, I, I loved music um, and it's still with me. I, I, I love playing. Um, I play in a, in a great band. Uh, the band has always uh, been in charge of, uh, you know, making our own music. I mean, you you stand and fall by what you do nobody ever told us what to record or not what to record it was always our decision and um i don't know i think people uh you know recognize when a band's really having fun uh, we've made some you know like maybe half a dozen records with like top 20 singles and but it's really about playing um when the band plays we get nothing but rave reviews and we're careful about it we Rehearse. I mean, I practice just about every day that I get a chance. I always sit on the right. pad about an hour, you know, before I play for at least an hour, like to get warmed up and get ready. And um, sure, hey, you know, it's rock and roll music, and um, if the good lords will in and the creek don't rise, um, hopefully we'll be able to do it for as long as we can. Right on. Right on. The actually, in the immortal words of Lonesome Dave, we're going to roll to a roll, and we're going to rock till we drop. <laughs> I like that. I like, yeah, I like that it one. too. Yeah, you can so have, have that one. <laughs> I have another call for you. Okay. Uh, we're going to take this one and, uh, and see what they have to ask you. So, hi, caller. What is your name and what is your question hey, for Rob? Is this me? It's you. All right, this is Mike Fink calling. Who's this, Stu? Hey. <laughs> How you Mike doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Roger, this is someone that I, I worked in the music business with who's, a, I have to say, a, a phenomenal drummer. Uh, and, um, yeah, I have to say that because he paid me, but no. Um, no, I, I didn't pay him. Who, who, who is it? My name is Mike Fink. Um, Hello, you, Mike. I actually, hi, Roger. How are you, buddy? Good to, I'm, good to talk to you. I'm doing real good. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, you know what? I'm hanging. It's good. I'm in Miami where it's 40 degrees, where it's supposed Woo-hoo. to be warm, but what am I going to tell you? It's cold. Down there. <laughs> How are you, man? I, I think uh, I saw you on Long Island at the um, Nassau Coliseum back in the, in the 80s. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know uh, well, if you actually, remember I'm, those days. I'm still in Long Island. Um, this is, are you really? Uh, where are you located? Well, uh, I live in East Torquay on Shore Road. Um, it's pretty cold up here. The, the harbor, in fact, is frozen over. I can see it out oh, my window. Oh wow! And uh, we also we also have spent a bunch of time down in the uh, uh, land, which is in between Orlando and um, New Smyrna Beach. We have a, a band house where we record and hang out during the winter months. So apparently, uh, it's about thirty degrees down there today. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It's your choice, yeah. Roger. Wow. You can go. You can have cold or colder. Yeah, cold or colder. Um, so I'll be I'll be going down there um, about the second week of uh, January, and the band will be. Uh, Charlie lives down there. Charlie Hune, our lead singer, 
And right. Brian Bassett uh, lives in New Smyrna Beach. And myself and Craig, our bass player, will be down there uh, about the middle of January, and we'll start rehearsals and um, get ready for touring next year. Which right. awesome. Are you going to do any dates down here in Miami? Um, not as of yet. We're pla- uh, No, not as yet. There's nothing on the uh, sheet at the moment, but it could happen. <laughs> they have to send us half the money first. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, are you, are you friends? Very you know, mercenary. Um, I also, Stu and I used to work at, we, well, I still work in music publishing, print music okay. publishing, uh-huh. and we, we uh, publish all these drum books by uh, Carmine Apiece. Are you still friends with him? Oh, good friends with Carmine. I love Carmine. <laughs> really good guy. He's hilarious, and he's a great drummer. Um, I could share many stories. Oh. I'm sure you could. Is this, is this, is this uh, <laughs> Is this an all-age show? Do we have younger folks on here? No, no, we better not talk about that. No, 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 no. You can, okay. Listen, Roger, you can say whatever you want to say on this show. We're all adults, uh, I promise. Yeah, no, I love, I love Carmine. Um, a great drummer, a uh, good friend. We've met and played together many times. Um, yeah, Carmine's a great drummer. So let so me ask you this. Um, Stu the Wine Guru, how did you guys hook up? Actually, um through uh, a gentleman named Denny Somak, who... Oh, uh, I know Denny. Yes. And Denny had talked to me about um, different drummers. I was telling him about the Music Meets Wine series that I was trying to get involved with. And uh, he said, you know, hey, uh, Roger's got his fog, Foghead Cellars, you know? And I said, you know, gee, I wasn't aware about that. He said, yeah, you know, uh, why don't I get you in touch with... Roger's wife, and uh, and you guys can talk and see what you can work out. So that's pretty much where it started. Right. De- uh, Denny, in fact, is working on um, Classic Rock Society of America, I think. Um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but uh, he may include, well, he, it, include me in that. <laughs> yeah, I think he, you know, he said to me, he said to me, you know, and actually he's been around in the music business and he, he's been involved with everything that started uh, yeah, no. from VH1 and, and you know, all the, all the, the classic rock stations and the right. Led Zeppelin, get, get the lead out and all that kind right. of good stuff. Yeah, he has great so, stuff. Yeah, and he's been around, you know, I'm saying he's been in the business for a long period of time, so he, he kind of knows everybody and... Uh, I think that's that's really where the connection has become. And he's a lot of cool stuff that he's working on too. So, uh, you know, I've been talking to him about working on a few things having to do with, um, you know, rock and and uh, and wine. Does does Denny drink wine? I, you know, I believe he does. Well, good, good for him. Well, good speaking of wine, Roger, what, what what do you recommend before we go on? Before a drummer has to go on and do a show, what do you recommend? Uh, uh, no, I, do, I, do, I never drink before I play. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. I have a rule. I just don't do it. Uh, nobody in the band does. How about after the show? Do you like after a good show? The sh- after the oh, show. Oh, after the show when you're chilling after out. After the show. What do you show. recommend? Uh, well, uh, myself and, and Matt, Craig like McGregor. I myself. Yeah, myself and Craig McGregor uh, both would prefer Reds, Merlot or Cabs. Um, okay. Though sometimes, I have to be honest with you, a nice Chardonnay works. And also, other times, especially in the summer, I'd, initially, I'd rather have a Belgian beer. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, uh, yeah. That's one of the things I, I, I've learned as I've been traveling, uh, the, the, especially the central uh, west coast wine areas. Um, most of the winemakers 
they've usually got like a six pack of frosties somewhere. <laughs> because well, the first time I, I, you know, when we first started getting involved in in making wine and uh, and tasting it, well, you know, I'm going to all these different um, wineries and and and, uh, and where they're actually you know growing the grapes and everything, and and of course there's all these wine or this wine in barrels that you've got to taste. Now, right. My initial thing was like they're, they're spitting this wine out, they're swilling it around and spitting it out on the floor, and I'm going, right. oh, I think that's a bit of a sin. So you know, here yeah. I am. This is on days off when we're not playing anywhere. So you sure. know, we get there about you know ten, eleven o'clock, and I'm sipping wines. By the time two o'clock rolls round, <laughs> I'm, I'm well in the bag. I'm sort of sort of a bit wobbly, Absolutely. and I you know, it's like well maybe I should have something to eat now before I sip any more wine. Now, the professionals, of course, don't swallow it. Now, right. I've, since, I've subsequently learned to be able to handle, to spit it out. Um, yeah. And, you know, I still think it's a bit of a sin. But um, I also understand <laughs> that, you know, after a while, you don't really know what you're doing if you're drinking wine for three or four hours all the time. No. Um, and then, And after a while, you can't really sort of taste all the little nuances of uh, the different wines and uh, that's something that you have to try and do if you're going to sort of uh, attempt to understand the noble sure. rock. <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. Well, Mike, I appreciate you calling in, Mike. Uh, well, thank really you. Uh, I'm going to go now. Uh, Roger, great talking to you. Best of luck with the new tour. Thank and, you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Mike. Great congratulations on the show and all your success. And thank you uh, so much, keep Mike. in touch. Okay, we'll do it. I Thanks, will. Mike. All right, take, take care, care, Mike. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. I have a good night. So, you know, and getting back to what you were just saying, in truth, you know, uh, I always feel like this. If you're going to go wine tasting, and, of course, a lot of times you start early in the morning, you know, 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock, which is an unearthly time to be drinking wine. But at the same time, <laughs> same time having said that, uh, you, I think you do this. You say to yourself, okay, I have X amount of wines I'm going to try. I know the ones that I really, really want to taste, and yeah, I know the ones right. that I oh, yeah. kind of, yeah, spit out and go, okay. Because, you know, you don't have to spit out everything with the same token. You know, you want to get to the good stuff. You want to say, yeah. oh, you know, I've been waiting to try this one all day, you know. So I have some more questions <laughs> for you. So, okay. so how, how do you think the music business has changed with the advent of the Internet, and where do you see Foghat with respect to those changes? Um. Yeah, well, it's it's something that um, I don't think we had much of a, a presence on until probably this year. Um, our last the last record we put out, Last Train Home, came out uh, is it um, July? I think we released it, and uh, it's a blues album. And Great uh, our manager um, Linda just went after sort of advertising on the internet and. Um, it's made a huge difference for us. You know, there's a there's a huge amount of folks out there who either never heard of Foghat or weren't aware of that we were still making uh, records every two or three years. And uh, sure, it made a big it made a big difference for us on this last record. Um, we actually started selling um, considerable amounts of CDs again, which uh, you know makes the bank manager happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So you can pay for that Aston Martin now, can you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can take it out of out of Hawk. Yeah, I can take it out of Hawk uh, now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it made a big difference. But I, I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I'm somewhat of a, a Luddite when it comes to the internet. Um, I can watch my favorite soccer game if that's the only place that it's on. Um, I can do a few things on there, but um, it takes so much time out of the day. And also, um, I married rather well. My wife is brilliant. <laughs> I have to say that she is, by the way. <laughs> yeah. She's a great lady. Yeah, she is. She's fabulous. We Actually, we've been, we were uh, friends for over 30 years before we ever got married. Oh, that's why. I think, I think that's, that's I think probably that's... the way to do it. Um, yes. This isn't marriage counseling, is it? No, no, no we're talking about <laughs> wine, right. Uh, oh, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. I'm waiting for Roger to go. So then in third grade, I had to sing with clowns. I couldn't stand clowns. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Roger. No, it's I'm not right. charged by the hour. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. So, um, so, so what are you drinking tonight, Stu? Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I am You're working, drinking, aren't you? I, I, yeah, but I always sip while I'm, drink, while I'm working or drink while okay. I'm sipping. Um, I, uh, I'm actually having, <laughs> I'm actually having a um, uh, a oh man, a Naomi uh, Pinot Noir, which is Kamitz is uh, makes makes it's one of their uh, their Pinot Noirs, and I happen to like I don't know, I usually like sipping on a nice Pinot Noir every once in a while. Yeah, you like know, uh, no Pinots are uh, absolutely delicious. In fact. Uh, the last uh, picking session we did, I believe, was for Sierra Madre. Well, Linda and I yeah. were, were, were actually out there. And we go to work in the field. This is not our wine. We're just, like, out there helping out. And we yes. picked um, Sierra Madre's uh, 2010 Pinot Noir. Oh. And uh, it, it, what the fascinating thing is, like, you know, Steve Rasmussen would take us down through the, the, the vines at various times and show us, you know, like, you know, we would taste it, actually taste the grapes, and, and then he would, like, show us where the cut-off point was because the grapes hadn't ripened enough or to his satisfaction anyway. Um, sure. But it but it's terrific, you know, and we're out there, you know, going down the line with the professionals, though they tend to overtake us at a pretty rapid rate. So what I'll try and do is I'll go about, um, you know, 10 or 20 yards ahead of the professionals, and I'll be... You know, and there with my basket, like cutting down the little bunches of grapes, and then within minutes they're upon me, and I then I have to sort of <laughs> pick up my basket and sort of run another sure. twenty yards to stay ahead. That's great. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, and, I, uh, I, I have to tell you, I really admire the folks that are out there in the fields doing this kind of work. It's not only is it hard work, but with the the speed and the uh, what's the word? It's almost like the finesse that they do it. They get yes. just about every single grape that's worth having. And yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And they're in there like with these tiny little shears snipping away and cutting out the stuff that they don't need and uh, sorting it as they go, which, which also makes, uh, you know, a lot easier, I guess, you know, once you get it back to the place where you're going to start working on it. And, um, yeah, we picked right. uh, we picked four tons that that morning. So uh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it was it was again as I said, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I I have a blast out there. Yeah. So I have some I have some more uh, tweeted and some okay. uh, email questions. So let me hit some email questions for you. Okay. First up is from Music Maven from Moscow, Russia, and it's all right. Yeah, from Russia, Russia. 
Um, Royals, yeah. Stu, I've not found anything like your show anywhere on the Internet. Great concept to mix music and wine. I'm lover of both. My question for Roger is, have you ever performed at concerts that were sponsored by wine companies? And if not, will your com- wine company sponsor such events? That's an interesting question. I just want to thank Music Maven from Moscow, Russia. So go ahead. Hello, Music Maven, if you're listening. Uh, I'd really love to. Let me just say this. I would love to come to Russia. Um, I've, I've, met, I've had a number of uh, friends and met a number of folks over the years from Russia. I've never been there. Um, right. And I would love to go there and play. Uh, having said that, um, let's see. Uh, actually, we've discussed it with a number of people. I've got up and jammed some... Uh, Events that uh, you know, wine events that uh, sponsor um, uh, bands. Um, right. Bruce Bruce Curran, uh, who is the manager oh, of the sure. Doobie Brothers. Uh, yes. We met Bruce uh, last year. Uh, he very graciously showed us all over the place, and he has uh, a venue actually. It is vineyards that we may play sometime in the future. Um, there's a couple of other uh, places that have uh, wine events that have talked to us, and yes, we have. Uh, played some, and I think we have a couple on our books for this year. So uh, yeah, good deal. Wine good and deal, music, uh, yeah, no, especially rock and roll music. I mean, we've written tons of songs about drinking wine and having a good time. Yeah, oh, sure. um, we've done them, and we look forward to them. And uh, I want to go. I want to go to Russia. Okay, well, you heard it first there, Maven Music, uh, Music Maven actually. Um, so the next one is from Wino Reno from Barcelona, Spain, and it says, Stu, I saw you were having this show and couldn't wait. I listen to your show every week. My question for Roger is, how do you find your audiences differ in energy level from country to country? like that question. Thank you. Why no Reno from Barcelona, Spain? All right, let me just say Barcelona. They probably have the football, or as they say over here, soccer team. Yeah, you have to beat. Now they oh, yeah. are the best. Um, I actually am a an Arsenal supporter, which uh, is a London team where I grew up. And they have, in fact, um, their captain is uh, comes from Barcelona, or actually, is it Catalonia? Uh, yeah. Cesc Fabregas. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, I just want you to know that I know where you're from. Uh, what was the question again? Go. So the question was. <laughs> How do you find your audience is different energy level from country to country? Um, you know, uh, a couple of years back we played in um, Sweden, uh, the Sweden Rock Festival, and uh, they were amazing. Um, actually, just about any, uh, I've never really noticed, I mean, you know, it will vary to a degree, but um, Foghat audiences know what they're going to get. They're they're always up for it. They're always uh, very energized. Um, people come to see and hear Foghat to have a good time. Um, you know, apparently, people even dance out there. Um, I I don't know that there's any for, not certainly not for Foghat anyway. I don't really notice a great difference. Um, you know, there are some sort of places where we play where we seem to get more people, like when we play down in. New Orleans or um, that kind of area, we seem to have more folks turning out. But there again, 
same with Chicago and Detroit. And uh, right. I think when we when we played in Sweden a few years back, it was sold out as well. So uh, um, I don't know if there's any difference. I personally haven't played Spain yet, not with Foghat. Okay. So uh, that's another place I'd like to go. And they grow All some right. gr- they grow some great great grapes there. Yes, they do. They do. Um, um, I've had some fabulous uh, Spanish wines. So I have a question from the chat room here from okay. Kim. And it says, well, it looks like she has a couple things here, but she says, uh, is there a dream wine that he desires to create, like from some obscure lesser-known <laughs> grape or a different combination of grapes that are currently on the market? Yeah, that's interesting. Um a few months back, we were, we were out uh, on the West Coast, and we were trying some different um, wines that Steve uh, has been working on, I, th- I think, with Sierra Madre. And one of them was a, a Pinot Blanc. Apparently, yeah. it's not very popular. But uh, yeah, Steve barreled um, some of it, and I have to tell you, it was one of the most delicious, and I mean that in every sense of the word, delicious mm-hmm. wines I've ever had, and I said to Steve, yes. "Can we have some of that?" I said, "Let's uh, let's, let's grow some uh, Pinot Blanc." And he said, "Well, it's not very popular." I said, "I don't really care. I like it." And he said, "But we're not going to be able to sell it to anybody, Roger." And I said, "I don't really care. Can I have some?" And he said, uh, may I, "Maybe I'll make a couple of barrels." <laughs> but uh, yeah. to answer that, it, it was a Pinot Blanc, and it was just. It was just fabulous. One of the most delicious wines I've ever tasted. So uh, does that answer that question? I think it does. In fact, Kim has responded by saying, ooh, I'm glad he liked the weird question. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. So there you go, Kim. Thank you from the chat room. Um, I'm going to go over to, um, let's see, uh, we'll go maybe a tweeted question here. We've got a a few that are coming in here. So Cole David from uh, Roseville, California says, does he – does he think he can bring more exposure to wine? And if so, can we all benefit? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I don't really look at it like bringing exposure to wine. Um, what wine, I think, it ha- has come in leaps and bounds, especially here in the States over the last, um, I don't know, 20 years or so. When I, I first came here back in 1968, it was my first visit here. I was in a band called Savoy Brown. And, um, Great band. Now, you know, growing up in, in Europe, um, you know, I mean, I, I think I probably drank my first wine when I was, you know, single digits. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a sip, you know, on, with Sunday dinner, you know, when the aunts and uncles come over, they say, I'll give the little boy a glass. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I don't, it's, it's, it's become popular over here in the States. And more importantly, I think the wines that are coming out, especially from the West Coast, I mean, I, I'm basically involved with wines from you know, uh, Central uh, Coast. But, you know, right. I've been to Sonoma, I, you know, I've been further south. They make delicious wines on the West Coast and, 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 yeah, and throughout the states as well. Um, uh, Oregon, Washington. I mean, I, I mean, I've been out there and been to a couple of vineyards. I mean, their pinots and pinot grises out there are just, I mean, just outstanding. And one of the problems or one of the issues, I think, that you know, there's a lot of snob value in uh, in wine and wine tasting, and and probably for good reason. But 
California wines specifically, or West Coast wines, I should say, to, to be fair, um, mm-hmm. are world class. But also, yes. I, I think the wines that come out of uh, Chile, uh, Argentina, I mean, I've had some fabulous Argentinian wines. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't really think there's, um, there's a way, I guess there's always room to sort of learn more or to, to in, encourage that. But um, wine has become a, a huge industry over here in the States. And, and also that they export uh, huge amounts of, um, you know, wine from here to Europe, which is sort of like um, taking coals to Newcastle. It's like, you know, when I was, <laughs> uh, this is where they dig the stuff up. So why would you take it? Yeah, um, exactly. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, American wines, North American wines and South American wines have become very, very popular in Europe. I mean, people have, I think it's actually kept... Um, a number, I should, maybe I shouldn't really say this. Ah, I can say it. I think it's sure. probably started to keep the French on their toes. I think you're right. Good. I agree oh, with I'm you. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. Thank you, Stu. There you go. <laughs> no, I, 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 exactly. I, I really agree. I think it's phenomenal that, uh, and I think it goes back, if you really want to talk about putting keeping them on their toes, go back to 76 when they had the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the taste test and, and right. uh, you know, Chateau Montalegna and, and Claude Duval and all them, you know, really right. – Turn everybody's heads. So um, it's definitely, fact, bottle, it's definitely bottle shock. I think they played a. Didn't they play a fog hat tune in there? I think uh, they did. What did they? What did they play? I think they played one or two driving wheel. I think and I think they did driving wheel. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I. In fact, it was a fan who emailed us and said, "Did you know that your song was in Bottle Shock?" Which I didn't. And I said, oh, I didn't even know about Bottle Shock. So, you know, I rented the movie and said, oh, wow, look at that. And and, that, and that's, in fact, to be honest with you, that was where I first heard the, heard the story, as it was how uh, an American wine, I believe it was a Chardonnay, wasn't it? It was um, a Chardonnay. Yeah. Uh, Although the story was a little, I have to say, the story was a little twisted. I've had on, um, <laughs> I, I've had on Kirk Chills. Yeah, I had, well, I had Kirk Chills on, and he kind of straightened out the, the okay. winemaker that kind of things up. But well, anyway, yeah, I mean, Hollywood. 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 They're going to take Hollywood's going to take artistic license. Of Absolutely. Course they are. But hold Absolutely. on a second. So, but the Americans yep. beat the pants off them. Yeah, absolutely. That's the amazing <laughs> thing about okay. it. You well, let's get you down want. to the nitty gritty. That's it. So listen, okay. I have a call here. Let me take a call okay. here for you. One second. Hi, caller. What is your name, and where are you calling from? It's May Pang. Oh, May. Yes, Hello, I'm May. from New York. Hello. How Hello, are you? May. I'm oh, fine, so thank you. Your voice, May. Sorry? <laughs> I think it's so good to hear your voice. Yes. I got your message, and I wanted thank to come you. on and, you know, Excellent. talk about wine. I mean, I've, I've had more people. We've been talking about wine. I had some my party. I got so many wine bottles here. I still find them <laughs> <laughs> under the couch. Yes, and that happened. The party happened in September. And I literally have been still finding bottles that people have been hiding all over the well, place. Well, you know what that is. It's, it, you know what it is, May. It's a sign of a great party. <laughs> well, well, you know, or, or maybe, or may, maybe, May, you're not having enough wine parties. Oh, God. <laughs> well, then you, guys, you guys can come over and, and, and take it over here. You know, it's uh, like, it's funny. I mean, you know, I, I'm, if you wanted to experience the cold, come on up. Or you're going to have to wait till springtime. Where where are you? 
I'm actually um, just outside of New York City. Ah, that's where I am. Oh, really? Uh oh. I'm in Long. I'm in. We're in Long Island. No, I'm north. I'm in. Uh, I'm near Rockland County. I'm in that. Direction. Oh, okay. It's a little chilly. Well, it's a little chilly down there. It's chilly everywhere. It's. Uh, it's in the air. <laughs> It definitely Absolutely. is in the air. I mean, yeah. I think the only one that's warm here, um, Stu, I would assume it's warmer where you are than where we are. Oh, I wish it was, but it's uh, like 50 degrees or 60 degrees in paradise, which it normally is not. So <laughs> I can't I can't report it being warmer here. It's just, oh, it's just cold. It's yeah, I cold. know. You guys have 40. So I'm, I'm, I'm complaining at, at like 50, and you guys have like 40s and 30s, you know? So. Well, supposedly tomorrow it's supposed to be like six degrees up here, or further north than me, anyway. Wow! So I'm, I'm just a little. I'm not ready. I'm still not ready. No, <laughs> well, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. May has a show as well on uh, Blog Talk Radio. May you want to just you know plug that too? Because I certainly yeah, like we to call, have yeah we, we call it dinner specials, and um, oh. I have a co-host. Yeah, I have a co-host. We'd love to have you on. We have a co-host uh, Cynthia Nielsen, who uh, worked in the movie industry anyway. So the two of us, me being music, she being film and whatever. We decided to put the show together, and we just uh, do talking. And, and on Monday, we're going to have Tommy James. Oh, as, I know uh, Tommy. Yeah, so Tommy's going to be our, our guest on Monday. So we've had all sorts of people, and, and it's great. So she, But Cynthia calls in from, from Nashville. So right. Yeah, <laughs> And it's great. So, so I've, about I've, had my my, I've had May on my show before, and, uh, and, and actually I've she was a phenomenal guest, of course, talking about music history and, and the Beatles and John and all that. And certainly this is very topical being uh, the 30th anniversary. So, in fact, I just want to let you know, I watched, I watched the show uh, and, and saw them interview you from 20-some-odd years ago, May. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> That's a long did you happen to catch that? Which, yeah. one, which one that we talked about? Do you know there's been so I, many because it was John's? I think it was seventy. Yeah, I think it was the one. I, I think it was the one where uh, about '88, where where they you know talked to him and he was kind of uh, narrating it. Ah, okay. Yeah, because there's so many out because of John being it's his sure. 70th birthday, and right. of course it's 30 years that I can't believe it's been 30 years that he's no, now he's amazing. now left us. As uh, as I've said to a lot of people, you know, it's the music that brought us all together. Absolutely. And so so I, I hate to cut it short here, but I, I have like a minute left. So, May, I'm going to have to let you go. I uh, really, really, go. really appreciate you calling. Have a I good one. Yes. Have fun, guys. I'll talk to you soon. We'll Thank you so nice much. Okay. To you, mate. Take yeah. care, May. Bye. Bye. So we what have a minute that? left. What was that, what was uh, that about I guess what I wanted to do is, first and foremost, oh. thank you. I, 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 wish I, had, I wish I had three shows, with 20 shows with you. I'm going to have to have you back on, Roger. It's just going to okay. have to be the way it goes. So you're gonna have to come on, and we'll we'll have you on again, and we'll and we'll get a bunch of people, and we'll and we'll ask the questions and get all the tweeted stuff. I, again, I can't thank you enough. Um, it was my pleasure. You, it's wonderful. You have great wines. Go to www.fogcatsellers.com for the wine. Uh, for Roger and Fogcat, go to www.fogcat.net. You can find out about the tours and all the good stuff, and, and buy the merchandise and. Go out and see them everywhere they are. Roger, you are a gentleman and a scholar, a fantastic guest, and uh, I thank you for everything. 
Stu, it's my pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, good luck with your show. And hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to meet over the next year or so, right? I think we will, most definitely. I will work it out to, to get good. to see you whenever you're good. around. I'll look forward to that, Stu. Th- thank Linda for me as well. Will do. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. So that was Roger Earl of the legendary Rock Act, Fogcat. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy I had him on here. I want to thank everybody who called in, who emailed, who tweeted, who got into the chat. I really want to thank everybody. Uh, if you have any other questions, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also tweet them to me anytime. Follow me on Twitter, everyone, at Stu the Wine Guru. You can go to my website at www.stewthewineguru.com. Click on the link for all the wine articles, videos, and you can listen to this archive show if you missed it by just clicking on Roger's picture. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. <laughs>